My next guest on Tea Time with me, Ali Monjak, is Michelle Turner, who's come from an artistic background with dance and is now a successful commissioned portrait artist, although she does paint other things. In the first lockdown, Michelle painted a portrait of Captain Sir Tom Moore that was auctioned to raise funds for the NHS charities and now hangs in its full glory at the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. She shares her thoughts on being the best you in life and making her soul sing as well as putting brush to paper to paint what comes from within. Let's find out more. Right, well, Michelle, welcome to Tea Time. Uh, it's, it's good to see you. Um, we actually met at a gallery in London. Yes, we did. At Gallery Different, that's right. Yeah, so how long have you been an artist now? What, what's your story of getting into art then, Michelle? Well, um, I actually, uh, like many people, I, I, I did art when I was at school and, and actually at home. Um, and I was surrounded, my, my dad was a, um, was very artistic. And so we always had, he was, he worked in, in pastels and oils. And so we always had that going on at home. So that for me was something normal. Um, and I did my GCSE, I did my A-level art and, and actually I found that I was, you know, I was quite good. And, um, I did a couple of commissions back then, but then, uh, my life took a very different turn and I, I chose to, to follow another passion, which is dance. So I danced for very many years and then moved into other things. And so I actually had about almost 30 years gap before coming back into the art environment. And uh, that was about four years ago. So I haven't actually, although I've done an awful lot, I hadn't done very much for nearly three decades um so sort of yes when people see the stuff that I've done and the amount that I've done and what I do they assume that I've been painting for 30 years not that I had a gap of almost 30 years so sure, yes obviously been painting inside your mind well yes and I I also see um that the, the work that I did um so I'm, I'm very much, uh, the, the painting that I do is very much about physicality. It's also, there's a lot of movement, movement in it. It's, it's the, I, I work with portraiture. That's one of my sort of passions is, is, is faces and, and also the physical body. And those are the things that I've been invo involved with since the beginning. So, so I was a dancer, so I, that and expression through the body. So that was something I started. I then went into the fitness industry some years later. And so I continued that. And so that physicality wasn't just in me as a person, I was observing it. I lectured and trained in it. So um, those things absolutely were key to uh, how I can see now um, so much in a painting and I can interpret it is because I, I didn't see it from a painting perspective, but I certainly saw it through my own eyes and was observing the whole time. Hmm, no, that, that's very, very interesting. So um, what would you say is the most interesting subject that you've actually painted? Oh, that's, a, that's a quite a tough question because, um, I have painted lots of different subjects and I, I think because I paint through connection, as in um, I paint the things I'm connected to. And so I've got so many things that, um, so I paint a lot of people that I'm connected to. But I suppose that the most current um, was Captain Tom. 
um, which was a painting that I did in the early um, lockdown. And uh, it was something that was fascinating because it was, he was in, in the public eye, obviously still is. And, uh, and the story that sort of came out of that was, was quite fascinating for me and where the, the painting ended up. But also because I had connections, which I didn't know at the time, with um, people around him. And so therefore it sort of, there was an added interest, an added um, sort of layer, as well as this amazing, fascinating man and all the character and the life that he brought. And so working with that and painting him was, was wonderful because I could, I use the way that I paint. I don't pre-draw anything. I don't um, measure anything. It literally is by my eye and I use lots of different colors, but to evolve a painting like that with somebody who clearly has so much um, oh, charisma and, and all the other things that he has. So yes, I would say you know, in the current time, yeah, that definitely. So how did this come about, Michelle? Well, um, I paint a regular workshop. I do a regular portrait workshop. And uh, essentially, people in the workshop do, they generally do their own pictures and, and focus. And then occasionally I'll come in and say, well, we're going to focus on this. Or if I want to, if we want to study something. And um, we'd got to a point where everybody had finished their own personal sort of focus for that time. And it seemed very relevant as we were going into this very different time to pick somebody. And there were a number of people who were in the NHS or had um, family in the NHS. So it was very close to home. And as I say, it's quite early on in the, in the lockdown. And so um, I just asked a number of, um, I said there were a number of options that we could go down and they, they all went for, for Captain Tom and I found the painting, the, the photo that um, seemed to work best for us. And I have to say that um, normally I don't paint in the workshops. So uh, on this occasion, I did paint with the first workshop and I, I, I get things done quite quickly. And, um, and as I always do when I do paint, I put process paintings up um, on my Instagram or my Facebook and et cetera. And um, I put the first painting up and I was just, um, just bowled over by the response and uh, and it wasn't even finished at that point and we didn't have a huge way to go but it wasn't finished and so that sort of then took off and it it, it pretty much went viral um in a very short period of time and so as a result of that I thought right I know what I need to do something with this you know I'm I'm doing this uh, if I can help raise funds then that would be a fantastic thing for me to add to the um to what's already being done uh, but then I had this little problem and that was that um, I got this this picture was going all over the place and so how did I bring those people back into one centre in order to to raise funds so I looked at a number of different ways I did contact um, I contacted Carver PR and, and various people around um, Captain Tom because I'm local to him too so there was also a local sort of interest and um, as it turned out, it, the option that I came up with was to auction it. Um, and, the, and of course, then I'm like, well, what, how do I auction it? I've got all these people all over the place now. How do I go about that? Um, and it was through, um, through Guy Portelli, who I spoke to and said, Can you, have you got any ideas? And he suggested that I contact um, a gallery different. And uh, 
because they were about to run a, a, a an auction raising funds for meals for the NHS and so they already had something set up so I contacted them and within a, within a few minutes in fact I got a response and they said yes we definitely want your painting as part of the auction so therefore it, it got involved with this auction with I think there were 50 or 60 artists on there some some very well known and um award-winning artists on the um auction and the auction was happening on uh florence nightingale's 200th birthday what would have been and so that all happened which was great and um somebody who bought <laughs> bought you don't buy, buy but bid for my painting and won the the painting he um contacted me and said we had a conversation and he wasn't in the country he he lives in Indonesia so um, he wasn't able to come and pick up the painting but we got chatting he said actually what I'd really like is for this painting to go somewhere prominent and in public view and uh, so which was fantastic but also in this in the mix I found out that um, somebody that I'd known or met several years ago contacted me via LinkedIn and said um, I, and it, I recognized the name, but said, uh, I'll make sure that he sees your painting. And that was early on. And as it turned out, it was um, Captain Tom's GP, who I knew, but didn't know that she was his GP. So as a result, we had some interaction via her as well to find out which place he felt um, was appropriate for the painting to go. And it came up with the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. So, um, so that's where it now is. And we unveiled that on the uh, 2nd of July. Um, it, so it's in the foyer of the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. So that's a fantastic um, thing to happen out of a painting that just started in my portrait workshop. And in fact, one of the other ladies in, the port in my workshop, her painting is going into the, um, the venue, the Forestry Visitors Centre where the GP surgery is that um, Captain Tom goes to. So that's another painting essentially from the same workshop. Uh, so yeah, wonderful things. <laughs> Who would have known that at the start of the year that you would have been painting Captain Tom without- Well, absolutely. Yeah. So you obviously did it from a photograph or? Yes, I did. Um, I did it from a photograph and um, as I said, we, I, I had a selection of photos. This one in particular, I felt that it, it showed his intensity, but his sort of, real, uh, sort of uh, a bit of a, a misnomer here, but uh, he, there, there was a relaxed, it was just this, this feeling about him in that photo. And um, it, it worked too, because it, he was not, he was looking down or looking up through, his face was down and he was looking up a little bit. So it was a little bit of a different angle for people in the workshop so it was for the workshop initially um, but yes I used a photo so which is fantastic. Fabulous well well done you so yeah, you. I mean how does it feel like to, to to basically paint a national hero? Well it's wonderful um, and it's it, it's wonderful to know that um, it's somewhere that people can see it as well and I, I know from the conversations that I had um, via Claire and via other people that he felt that the painting really did have a, a good likeness for him and he felt it was very close so that is actually 
for me that that was something more important was uh, and at, at various points I did suggest that he might like the painting I know that they were inundated with things but if he you know I did get say that I would quite be very happy for him to have the painting but it, as it trans sort of transpired the best thing happened with the painting um but it's it was wonderful to know that there was a connection there a direct link and um that he'd seen seen it and uh yeah so yeah it's it's just it's just incredible it's wonderful yeah no fantastic so the the ultimate recommendation though for you I suppose isn't it you know the, the fact that he yeah. absolutely loved the painting so yes. on the 2nd of July you went to the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital so was he yes. there no he wasn't um and we were quite clear that that wasn't going to, to be the case uh, because obviously he's 100 years old we are a uh, you know, we were going to a hospital in the middle of London, and so therefore, um, in the middle of the pandemic, so we we completely um, appreciated that that wouldn't be the case. But we did suggest, we did offer to the family if they wanted to send somebody in their place. Um, and in the end, Claire, as I said, as as his GP came and unveiled the the, the painting, and there was a um, we put together a plaque which um, the Captain Tom Foundation. Was named in that which is what they asked us to do which is not a problem at all so um they that, that there is a sort of a, a connection directly to their foundation oh wow you must feel incredibly connected to him yes and it's interesting because he is so close actually um you know i i only live a little way away from the um, from the village he lives in, but also that there are so many people around here that do know the family. Um, and and it, it, the connections that came out from that were quite fascinating. Um, so uh, yes, it's, it's, it is, yes, quite, quite an interesting thing to have, to have, um, to have occurred this year. Yes, yes, for sure. No, definitely. And I mean, that really, Michelle, it came out of the blue, didn't it? I mean, it, it came out of nowhere. It did. Um, but I find a lot of the things that I do sort of come from nowhere. Um, I, I painted, um, I've painted a number of people and, and things that have evolved as a result of those paintings have, or, or there's been a connection, which is why I've painted them, or I've been commissioned to do things. It's just quite fascinating how these connections come together. So, um, I mean, Steve McRae, who is the, uh, principal male dancer at the Royal Ballet, I delivered a painting that I had done of him. Um, I delivered that in February to him and that came about because I painted something up because of my dancing background. I was fascinated and it was a, a palette knife painting and um, it had quite an edginess to it and uh, he, he really liked it. So I delivered that to the um, Royal Opera House in February. Uh, so, you know, it's things like that that I, I didn't expect when I painted it that those people would have the paintings you know I'm, I haven't yet I'm not established or certainly wasn't established in in the art world at that point to mm. say this is these are the, the natural things that happen I was coming from a side area if you like and sort of going with the flow and the things that have come up um, through serendipity. Yeah so it seems that you know you fall upon your subjects um, and then you know the artwork happens which is yes very, yes um 
unusual in a way, shall we say, but then I suppose, you know, maybe it's the, the way the universe operates. You know, I think if you're obviously yes. passionate about what you do, aren't you? I do think that as well. And, I, and because I, as I said earlier, I work through connection. I, I paint the things I have a connection to. And from that, then other connections come out come about um and you know i've i've spent some time in miami and uh, because i used to uh, that's where i first danced and so i then had the opportunity to go back there and so i painted while i was there and then i've painted some 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 pictures since then of miami that have been you know that it, it sort of the connections start to to occur um and it yes i think if you follow your heart and if you listen to yourself and listen to what's going on and just feel your way through, the opportunities come up, the right things come up, and if it's on and the right people come up, and then those connections just happen without having to pre-think. I don't, I don't have, I'm not, I have a strategic mind, but I don't think strategically about right, I need to do this to make that happen. And in fact, you know, I've painted, um, I painted this time last year, I was painting boxes because I box. And um, so I've, I've got a number of boxing paintings that I've done and, and, and boxes who, so um, we have, uh, Tony Bellew has got a painting that I did um, and that I gave him last year at an event that he was at. We, um, and I've got several of the boxing sort of world champion boxers and including, the most recent, um, which or most recent in terms of her world championship, and that is Chantelle Cameron, who's local to me, Northampton, who boxed, uh, or I boxed in the same place that she did. Um, so that's how I originally got to, to know her. Um, and I mean, we've known each other a little time now. But as a result of that, I've painted her. And then, you know, the, the sort of the synergy of that, and then where that has taken to end up painting other boxes. And it just all sorts of, it, it just, happens by going with the flow and being open to the opportunities that come up and the ideas and rather being fixed on the ideas i often get to my easel and just think right just start what what's what's going to come up today um what is going to come up today well that yeah that, that is interesting because it, it sounds like you know um you are very much living the dream so to speak and it isn't that you know what what most people want to do in life as far as you know career and work life is concerned absolutely yes and i think it's also about trusting trusting it trusting your inner world and, and going with it and that's actually how i teach my painting because i don't use any way of we don't pre-draw we don't um measure or anything and and actually i teach people from I don't teach, I, I facilitate. My job is to draw out what people have got, but it's very much about trusting your inner self, your, your senses and going with what you really see, not what you think you see. And that's the same in life. It's sort of taking hold of things and, and actually um, sort of having that critical thinking mind rather than uh, just uh, going on the external decisions. What does, it, what does it mean to me? How does it feel to me? And then that connection starts to, uh, the answers, the solutions come up from inside rather than from the outside. And then you don't have to spend so much time in your head. 
which I think is a place that we really don't want to spend too much time yeah, in at all. I understand what you mean. I mean, yeah, no, it, it, it's basically, you know, as I said, um, it, it is about living the dream, isn't it? You know, mm. not, not you're right, thinking over things, you know, being in touch with yourself, but not thinking over it and, and the finer detail because you often don't know how, you know, you're going to end up painting you know, the next, I mean, like Captain Tom was, you know, a, 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 um, a very good journey for you. And I mean, that just, as you said, it came out of nowhere because you decided to, to paint him. You had no idea that your painting was going to end up being basically bought and commissioned to, to um, auctioned and commissioned to be in the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that also if you trust in yourself, um, because the thing is, there is something behind it, as in it's not a case of saying, oh, well, I'll just do a whole load of pictures and put them up somewhere. And, you know, um, I actually can paint. So it's sort of trusting the things that I, there are lots of things I can't do, but I know that this is something that I can do. So once you trust in yourself and you go with that flow, then it's actually about opening doors that really that there's no reason why those doors shouldn't be open yeah. what next what are you working on at the moment um well i've just finished um a portrait that's up here and um i've got some i'm i'm just starting to work with some oils so that's quite a new thing for me so i've done lots and lots of work but haven't hadn't used oil so I'm going to be working through um, oils I've got a couple of sort of abstracts that I'm working on um, at the moment and uh, potentially some commissions coming through too so um, this is a great time to connect with others and your the creative brain using your brain coming up with ideas of ways you can do things uh, as opposed to thinking down that the old way of, of working this is this is a great opportunity to rethink everything actually actually yeah no you're you're absolutely right and um a really good friend of mine said to me the other day don't people realize that the world has actually changed yeah yeah and, and it's that, not going back no and it's never going back to to what it was and you know you still get these news reports or people saying oh you know when will it return to normal but you know, we will never go back to, to what we were because we are changed. We are adjusted. Absolutely. And um, and the more that we start to look at what's right in front of us, uh, and that doesn't mean to say that the things, the, the broader things aren't there. It's just those aren't as accessible. So rather than stressing to deal with that, deal with what's right here in terms of your people, the people that you're around, the the um the opportunities you know there's, there's lots of people now who would not have otherwise wanted to connect and now they do and now it's about these pockets of of people getting together the the, the communities the groups and how you can support each other and off and all the things that offers to be honest mm. um so thinking and thinking outside of for resources as well we're very resilient but we tend to think because of the resources have been taken away or stripped away that we that we haven't got any. Now, actually, let's go inside. We all have things. We all have things that we can work with. And quite, quite often, more often than not, 
when we work more organically, the, there's a there's a sense of joy. There's a sense of there's a, a huge sense of well-being, which is exactly what is needed right now. Yeah. Um, so I think the the things have changed, and they're going to continue to change. If you keep looking outside, it doesn't look good. But if you come back in and you look around, and you look at you know we do we've got beautiful country. We've got things right here. Um, we've got people around us or not that far away even if it's not on your doorstep or your neighbors it's it's online there are lots of different ways of of sort of communicating and getting getting those creative juices going and working with them yeah I think it's really is a time I mean you know I can relate because obviously you know having worked in media most of my working life I mean I, I you know we are I am a creative I am a creative mm um so but it is interesting that that lots of people um now are connecting to their creative side where they never did before for example yes. you know, we've had lots of bakers during lockdown haven't we absolutely yeah um and things like that where people have designed cakes and designed all sorts of things and artwork and you know just mm. being in touch and um it it really does help doesn't it if if we can be creative so therefore you know amidst all this chaos of change um we still very much need art in our lives yes and 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 also it's how we define creativity because creativity doesn't have to be art or it's the way we think it's the way we approach a, a problem it's it's so many things other than the the visual arts or, or an art it, you know that's part of it but if we understand that creativity is creativity creates it, it it actually opens up so many things that we don't otherwise think of and so the and but getting so there's also something that happens when you are doing actual creative elements and that is that your brain is focused on that on that activity and so therefore it quietens your mind and it then allows you your sort of your deeper consciousness to process everything else that's going on in the world um, and your world. And so quite often the reason why creativity, it's not just because of the things that people produce and they find these talents, these skills, these expertises they didn't know they had. It actually helps your it helps your brain to process what is going on around so you then come up with uh, some solutions and ideas that you would never have thought that you could come up with but and, and it quietens the anxiety down as well so there's mm. lots of things around that that um sort of art um and anything creative can make such a big difference to people's lives and the other thing of course is expression is a way of expressing yourself um, maybe it's a ray, it could be expressing emotion, but it could also be just expressing ideas or um, and how you see things. It doesn't have to be any have any heavy uh, any heavy re reasoning behind it or meaning behind it, but it's just a way of externalizing some of the things that you have in yourself. Whether that be, you know, I mean, like quite often I, I'm not an artist at all. Um, but I do, you know, I can be quite artistic and, and sometimes mm. I do get a sketch pad out, 
get some colour pens out and just it's normally flowers by the way <laughs> that's a weird flowers petals different colours <laughs> I did actually uh one weekend draw a, a sunflower it's not it wasn't that brilliant it wasn't whatever but it just gave me that huge <clears throat> satisfaction Yes, and I think something you said, which is really important, and something, and it's the way that I work, and one of the reasons I teach portraiture rather than any other sort of focus, is um, that if you, uh, there's a some some principles that I work with, and one is that you just start, you and you look, and there are um, there are no uh, there are no failures, only stages. And if you go in with these sort of different idea of, and there's no timelines. So whenever you start something, it, it doesn't have to look like this. You've got some guidelines, but you don't have to make it look like this. So none, so when I'm working with people, for example, their styles are completely different and they can finish a piece at different times. But the reality of that is that if there are no failures, only stages, what you then need to also remember is that if uh, to get from A to Z, so Z is whatever's finished to you, from A to Z, you have to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. There's no jumping from A to D and D to K. You have to do A, B, C, D. If you know that you have to do that, then um, it doesn't matter whether A is a good A and B is a sort of, oh my God, that doesn't look anything like it. It doesn't matter. That is part of the learning, the process. You have to go through the bits that don't look like it in order to get the bits that do. Well, do you know what, Michelle? It's been lovely to have you on Tea Time. Well, thank um, you. And, and thanks for coming on. And, I, you know, I look forward to seeing more of your work, definitely. I mean, I'm sure you've got a website, have you? Yes, I have. MichelleTurner.art.